Hey, Dr. Cindy here with another episode of Essential Therapies Podcast and another throwback to 2021 with an interview I did with John F. Barnes, the father of myofascial release himself. And in this episode, we talk about myofascial release intensive treatments and what that means and why we wanna do them. So what we do is we address these strong subconscious holding patterns we have within our bodies. And John touches on unwinding, trauma, channels three and channels five, listen to see what that's about, and shares a fun story about seeing a bobcat at his window and how we can engage the energy of the heart center. This rings true for me, especially as I recently had a mini intensive following an accident I had a few months back and how important it was to get consistent treatment so that my body wouldn't fall back into those same patterns. I hope you enjoy this replay with the father of myofascial release himself. Enjoy. Hodgson here, physical therapist, exercise physiologist, and myofascial release therapist, John F. Barnes, follower and student. And I'm so excited to be here in Sedona at Therapy on the Rocks with John. Hi. <laughs> so, John, you had a great post the other day about a bobcat. And since I'm out here in Sedona, I would love to hear you tell the story. Yeah, it was really interesting. Um... I was sitting at my desk and I have a big plate glass window there. And I throw out bird seeds, like a little stone ledge there. And I throw out some bird seed and there's birds and little chipmunks running around, you know. And all of a sudden this bobcat jumps up and he's really aggressive and really in attack mode. And he's, he's facing away from me into the bush with the chipmunk head run. Mm -hmm. And so I took my camera and I got really quiet. I centered myself when I opened my heart and he turned around and just stared at me. And I took his picture. This, his look was really intense. And the more I opened my heart, you could see his eyes starting to soften, you know? Mm -hmm. And we connected. And uh, eventually he got so mellow, he just sat there and just hung out for a while. What I didn't realize till afterwards was, um, we went into what's called the slow blink. Have you heard of that? Like what the cats do when they're talking yeah, to you? Yeah, yeah, I have cats. We do. I that. didn't realize I was doing it, but afterwards I realized that they were both starting to slow blink together Aww, too. So it was fascinating. He's beautiful. He's about twice the size of your average cat with big old paws. Mm -hmm. And just really a nice coloration. And uh, he had uh, black tips on the ends of his ears. You know. mm -hmm. So it was a really interesting experience, but I've done this with many animals, and you know you can you can too. Mm -hmm. That's the way you communicate with an animal; they don't bother with words. So. Can you describe that process of opening your heart for those who? Well, it, it's a, it's basically centering yourself. Uh, when we center ourselves, the process is to quiet our mind. To, to usually you slow your breathing. Uh, as you slow your breathing, you start to let your body soften, and. Uh, it just, this is an expansion of the totality of who you are and your heart starts to open. And our heart energy is the strongest energy we have. It projects way out beyond us much more than our brain. Mm -hmm. And so um, that's why I say that that relies, relates into what I call channel three and channel five, you know. So in channel five, we were all taught to be in channel five and it's our intellectual, rational side. And 
basically channel three is basically love and it taps into universal wisdom which we'll have available to us but this is why we all have to get treated to get ourselves cleared out so we have that you know access to that so um there's a feeling just of openness and peace and it's just a it's a pleasant way to live you know they will watch channel five is all frantic and agitated can't wait to get things done you know so it's, we have to get out of that mode because it's not really healthy. Yeah. You get more done in Channel 3. <clears throat> Look at any really good athlete. They may not have the words for it, but if a skier is not skiing on the ice, their roots, their energetic roots are deep into the earth. Mm -hmm. All athletes that are really good, that's what they do. Mm -hmm. so, <clears throat> it's a beautiful experience, actually. And the chipmunk was glad, I'm sure. Huh? The chipmunk was very glad. He's back. He's very happy. <laughs> he had a hell of a lesson. <laughs> but the queen of the chipmunk clan, Rhina and Rosemary Kua, <laughs> yeah. they were protecting him. So yeah. He thanks you very much. <laughs> So speaking of therapists getting treatment, which I'm so excited, I had a, a session, a great session with Rob this morning, which um, I definitely needed. And since we're here at Therapy on the Rocks, and this is where I had an intensive, uh, my first intensive about 20 years ago now. Really? Um, yeah. Let's talk about why someone would want to have an intensive, what it is. I get a lot of people asking this, you know, yeah. what does that really mean? What's the benefit of it? And so on. Yeah. I developed the intensive uh, many years ago because like all of us, uh, we have patients that just seem to struggle and we make some progress and we lose it <clears throat> or we they plateau and plateau. And so that um, not too many therapists are aware of what I call tissue memory mm -hmm. or subconscious holding patterns, which is really the same thing. Mm -hmm. In fact, that's the huge, uh, fallacy in traditional healthcare, uh, ignoring the mind and subconscious holding patterns that develop from protection when we're injured. If you don't eradicate them, it doesn't matter what you do, it's not gonna hold. Mm -hmm. Mind rules, it's as simple as that. But in healthcare, of course, we, the mind was ignored for some absurd reason. Mm -hmm. So anyway, uh, I realized that we had to have a program for the therapist and some of the best therapists around send us patients. It's not that they're not good. It's just that we see people three times a day by a team of therapists, not just a therapist. Mm -hmm. And three, three times a day for usually two weeks. And that helps to eradicate the tissue memory. And then they go back to their local therapist and now you can make the progress you've been trying to. Mm -hmm. So the tissue, the, the protective responses in our body are so enormous, they're so powerful. If you go back to uh, MFR1, maybe I should repeat this because a lot of people with MFR1, you came with an open mind, but you're still in Channel 5. Mm -hmm. And the Channel 5 mentality doesn't really listen well. Mm -hmm. And it's trying to take all the new information and ram it into the old paradigm, which is about as effective as ramming a square peg into a round hole. It doesn't work, you know? Yeah. So, um, we have a survival mechanism and when something gets really rough for us, whether it's too painful or too scary, somehow our feeling intelligence is pulled out of our body, not our thinking intelligence. It's a whole different level of vibration. That's why I call them channels. 
because you learn through feel so you can switch into whatever channel you want to be. You, you take back control of your life instead of basically channel five controls us, it dominates us. And it's very valuable, but it, we weren't meant to function all the time out of channel five. Mm -hmm. So um, what I found over the years is nature wants us to learn from our experiences. So when something has been so intense that we had to leave our body, basically pour feeling and intelligence out, it's a fragment experience. It's incomplete. Mm -hmm. So now the subconscious is misperceiving that it's an ongoing trauma, even though it was five, 10, 20 years ago. Mm -hmm. So these, one of the examples I give is imagine that um, you're walking across the street and you're hit by a car. There's something else called positions in space, which I'll just tap into briefly, but the car hits me, bam, I leave my body in that position. We're injured in motion. I fall to the ground. There's another position in space and trauma. The car runs over me, there's a big one. Mm -hmm. So healthcare paid no attention to the mind. It paid no attention to the survival mechanisms because it has to do with the mind or the positions in space, which are critical on it through both structural work and the unwinding process. So uh, this is why the intensive works because the patient is allowed to go through that whole experience. And as the body finds these positions in space, then all that tissue memory comes up, um, pain, fear, smell of blood running down your face, horrible stuff, but mm -hmm. it's in there. Mm -hmm. We're not creating it. What we're doing is discovering what has been had, had you trapped as a patient. And as your body finally experiences, your mind now realizes you're safe again. Mm -hmm. Instead of walking like this all day long, back to yourself again. Now all the structural work begins to work beautifully. You know? So it's a therapeutic pain is something that most people don't even recognize. They don't even know what it is, basically. Mm -hmm. And remember the word memory. So memory never enters. It's a lack of expression of these memories and the associated emotions that basically frees us from being trapped in pain, dysfunction, you know. I mean, you're walking around with your physiology as if you're being run over by a car. It's not healthy, mm -hmm. it's horrible. Um, you take that many, many traumas throughout the life too. And it, it's not just always a physical trauma. Exactly. Right, so right. you talk a little bit about like what would be a position in space be for an emotional trauma, let's say? It's a good question. It, 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 position in space is not that as important as structural trauma. Mm -hmm. uh, the, the, what happens, it, it basically comes down to being overwhelmed. Mm -hmm. So that when you're in an emotional situation, you also leave your body. It's more the confidence in the therapist. Their wonderful touch when the therapist is present and calm and centered, the patient or client feels safe. And it's that safety that allows the person to express it from the depths of their being. And that's when all the emotion comes up and the, the lessons that were there for that relationship or whatever the emotional trauma was. A lot of it goes back to our childhood or birth. You know? mm -hmm. We, we had things so wrong, it's unbelievable. Because everything we were taught basically that it came from the neuron doctrine. When it comes to your brain and the nervous system. Mm -hmm. But now as we're beginning to see, the nervous system is too slow. And the uh, 
send one signal at a time about 20 meters per second. And we have uh, close to 100 trillion cells. I don't know who the hell counted them. <laughs> right. It's been going on for a while. Some extrapolation somewhere. <laughs> it's a lot. <laughs> So to think that our brain and nervous system could create stimulus to 100 trills at the same time in a coordinated fashion, just, just do the math. So uh, basically our communication system is within the fascial system, not just the brain, of course it's through the brain too. And it goes through us almost at the speed of light. Uh, so, um, that's our primary communication system, but our system has to be fluid to, to project those photons, those vibrations of light that we call communication. When we go through trauma, physical or emotional, the vibration changes. That changes the ground substance from fluid to more viscous state. Mm -hmm. If that's allowed to go on for too long, you know, it solidifies into crushing pressure that starts to produce effects we call symptoms. But healthcare just looked at symptoms to tip of the iceberg. Yeah. yeah. It almost seems like that's getting worse these days as I have patients come in. I can't imagine some of the experiences you have here with the things that have been missed because they're so relying on testing and how this doesn't show up. Right. In the testing. Right. It's, it's getting, it's, yeah, I'm frustrated, I guess. I, <laughs> I thought things would get better. By now, right? <laughs> it's getting worse, you know? <laughs> I, mean, I went to PT school because I was an athlete and I had a great respect and interest in the mind-body complex. And mm -hmm. I got to PT school and they, were just, they thought it was absurd. Mm -hmm. If what I'm hearing now on PT, OT, etc., it still looks as, they don't, it's totally absurd to them. They don't, even, they don't even want to consider it. So I think it's going a little bit backwards in some ways, you know. Um, yeah. and, well, in fact, I learned about this in PT school, as we talked about before, and, and now they're not even talking about it. You know, it's more about objective things and got to get your research in and That's all right. that. Right. Um, I'll share this quick story just from what you were saying about this was in my intensive from 20 years ago, and I was having migraine headaches at the mm -hmm. time, severe, mm -hmm. and I had had some mouth issues and stuff. And a session that I had with you, I think, in the room. Is the room up? No, room down. There's one above. One, one above, so it's that one, yeah. Um, I had this, again, started to move off the, off the table in an unwinding type situation, and I had this deep sense of just not wanting to come here, like to the earth, you know? <laughs> and my arm was doing some strange thing, and this was all, you know, still pretty new to me, um, the unwinding piece of it anyway. And um, I just kept feeling like, just this grieving of having to come here to, you know, it didn't make any sense to me. But you, after that session picked up, I mean, you, you said, do you know anything about your birth? Like, I didn't say anything to you about what was going on in my head. And you must, what I was doing, it must have looked like a birthing type of experience. And I said, I really don't. So you said, you might want to ask your mom about that when you get a chance, you know, see if she remembers anything. So I got off of the table and I was getting dressed. I looked in the mirror and there was a big red mark in the middle of my forehead right here. That's odd. Like you weren't even touching my head, you know? And, um, so I went back to the hotel because it wasn't like you had a cell phone right there back then, you know? And I asked my mom, do you remember anything about my birth? And she said, well, you know, back then they knocked us out. So I don't really remember that much, but I know that they had a hard time getting you out and they had to use forceps. 
and they got them on your head in the wrong direction because you had a red mark in the middle of your forehead for about a month after you were born there in your mm -hmm. baby pictures. You know, isn't that amazing? And she said, yeah. your shoulder got stuck, which is why they used the forceps. And so hence the sensation I had with that arm during the, the treatment. And I, I just, I remember just being speechless. <laughs> what? Speechless um, when I'm talking with my mom, yeah. you know, just like, wow, okay, so that makes sense. And of course, within an hour or so, that red mark went away. But um, that was a real aha moment for me. Yeah. And I wouldn't have experienced that without intensive treatment, I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of a lot of mothers were anesthetized, and then of course the baby was anesthetized too. Ah, yeah. So we see that a lot, and then they, you know, sometimes you'll feel the anesthesia, even though the birth was 10 or 20, 30 years ago. Mm -hmm. You'll feel the smell of anesthesia pouring out of their mouth or off their skin. Mm -hmm. It's pretty wild, you know. We've had a lot of people that have red marks show up around our neck, like the umbilical cord had gotten stuck, mm -hmm. choked the child. We had a, a PT um, referred to us in the Malvern office that had cerebral palsy and scissors gate, and just she was getting tighter and tighter. I love this story. Uh, yes. <laughs> and uh, she was referred to us because her pain was increasing. So we were treating her structurally for a while and she was doing pretty good. And one day she said, uh, um, Gee, uh, I've heard of this unwinding. Could I try it? So I said, sure. So she went into an unwinding. She went back into being in her mother's belly. Mm -hmm. Memories, memories that I think we all have memories there too. That's something mm -hmm. else to consider. Because mm -hmm. we've had a lot of people that when they went returned to the womb, they remember their mother and father fighting or the feelings of not being wanted. They're born unloved and unwanted. Mm -hmm. And they struggle with that for years until they get treated. So anyway, um, she had quite a struggle with her unwinding. And while she was unwinding, a big red welt showed up around her neck. And uh, when she got done, her scissors gate reduced by 50% instantaneously. She was walking much wow. better. Uh, within a couple of days, most of her pain was gone. And uh, she called her mother that night. She'd always had a very contentious relationship with her mother. And uh, they started to create a relationship again. So this is so profound and it just helps us in our relationship with ourself to find our true self. Because channel five is not who we are, it's the false ego. It's who society told us to be. Mm -hmm. And relationships with other people too. Mm -hmm. so. And would you say that channel five is kind of a a way to avoid just feelings and feeling in general? Yeah, that is the end result. Um, we're not, I don't know that we're told that, but sometimes mm -hmm. when you are, when you have emotions, you are ridiculed. Mm -hmm. right. And in school, you know, if you mentioned something came from your intuition, the teacher shuts you right down and sort of, you know, mm -hmm. I have found that our intuition is the most powerful form of intelligence we have. Mm -hmm. And there's something called the Akashic Records, which is another word for universal wisdom, and we have access to that. But we only have access to that when we get all the clutter out of our own system, mm -hmm. and then it turns into true. And then we have access to wisdom. We, are born, we were born with great wisdom, and uh, but then schooling kind of beat that out of us, you know. Mm -hmm. Remember the that funny saying by Mark Twain? Do you remember that at all? No. Yeah. 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 
forget exactly. It's funny. It's really funny. <laughs> it's something we about. Can dub it in took later. me years to get over my, <laughs> Took me years to get over my education or something like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. But there, he, he yeah. said it much more eloquently than I did. But said, you know, Channel Channel Five is all about our education, especially in therapy school, mm -hmm. medicine, that type of thing. Mm -hmm. It's all about memorizing other people's ideas. When I was in PT school, we had all these physicians come over and lecture us all the time. And I was very naive back in those days. And uh, after a while, though, I was sitting there and these guys were all saying the same thing. It's like they had this little thing they were told. Oh, and the physical therapy is so important and all that. And they ran into some therapists that knew them. I said, they don't refer to PT. They're just making money. You know? <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. It's gotten a lot worse. It really has. So all the more reason to do intensive treatment. So we all need it. For sure. We all need yeah. it. So the minimum you recommend for someone—I mean, we, ther therapists can come for a week, but it's two weeks. And you said you said you came up with this. You sort of developed this over the years. Do you remember a little bit more about how you came up with it and why you chose the the two weeks? Because I think a lot of people kind of can't get over that piece. You know, right, I think it right. makes sense. So. Well, we won't accept anybody for at least two weeks. The first week, you're beating them up. <laughs> yeah, and they want to be <laughs> By the second week, you're really getting deep, and things are starting to open up, so you have lasting change. Mm -hmm. So it's just it's just a good investment, you know. I, it's the same situation when I was treating people. I had the same situation a lot of people did. As hard as you worked on them, uh, they just weren't getting better or staying mm -hmm. better. So I just realized we had to do something where we saw them more often so we could overwhelm the subconscious. The mind-body had to get it. It was safe now. It didn't have to be holding on all day. Okay. So you're overwhelming that mind-body system, mm -hmm. without, not, not letting it recoil back. Exactly. Or it's like you get two steps forward, one step back, sometimes this way you're going, right. you just keep hitting It'll still go back, but then eventually yeah. those steps get further and mm -hmm. further into the positive mm -hmm. realm. Uh, yeah. It never injures and um, potent, really potent. It's fun. Yes, fantastic. You get to find yourself. Again. Yeah. <laughs> and it's great to go away. That's that's the other nice yeah. piece of it too. So this is a good place to break. Okay. We'll, we'll take a we'll take a moment.